You're listening to Ideal Practice, episode number 38. Today, we're wrapping up this series on planning with purpose by taking it to the micro level. Of course we are, because that's what makes sense. How you do anything is how you do everything, right? So having a nice annual plan and quarterly goals means nothing if you blow it this week and your success this week depends on what you're doing today. That's the kind of thing we're going to be talking about next. So stay tuned. I'm Wendy Pitts-Reeves, and with over two decades of experience in the private practice world, I've built my six-figure business while learning a lot of lessons the hard way. This is the first podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of energy, alignment, and strategy to build a practice that is profit-centered, but people-forward. This is the Ideal Practice Podcast. Hey folks, this is Wendy. Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of the Ideal Practice Podcast. So how are y'all doing? I'm actually recording this before the holidays when we are all in that last minute bit of insanity where there are still way too many things to do with way too little time. Tomorrow morning, I literally have one person coming to tune my piano another person coming to do a little follow-up check on some electrical work we've done. My wife is heading out to do some shopping and last-minute errands before we all head out of town for a couple of days. Uh, So (laughs) it's kind of crazy around here. Yeah, but by the time you hear this, that will all be behind us, and I will just have lots of good things to celebrate. And it will all be fine. It'll all be fine. It'll all be fine. (laughs) Today, we're wrapping up this three-part series that I've been bringing to you on planning with purpose. I know planning isn't everybody's jam. Some of you might not be that excited about this. And yet, y'all, planning is a critical part of successful practice management. And I wanted to create this series for you because we're all at the starting line. This is a fresh new year, and there is no time like the present to make sure that we start the year off on the right foot. So just to check in real quick, have you listened to the last couple of episodes, the ones from the last couple of weeks? In episode 36, I walked you through a pretty easy way to set up an annual plan for yourself. And we created a tool to help you do exactly that. It's called the Busy Person's Guide to Annual Planning. It's a fun, useful, easy to do download. If you missed that, go back and listen to episode 36. I explain how to use the tool in the episode and then you can download it and do it. Then in episode 37, we broke that down a notch further and started looking at that period of time that we all do the best with. That's the quarter, the 90 day segment that in reality is really about all that any of us can maintain a focus for at at any one time. That's really kind of about what most of us have in us. In each of those two episodes, you can get free access to a tool, a worksheet that I designed specifically to help you 
with your annual plan and your quarterly check-in. And this is all free, y'all. This is just my gift to you. So if you haven't taken the time to listen to those episodes or grab those goodies, I certainly encourage you to do that now. I'm not here just to take up space in your life for no reason. I really concentrate on bringing you what I know works. I try to strike a balance between my own ideas and experience, practical nuts and bolts, and inspiring interviews and thought-provoking conversations in other areas. I'm trying to mix it all up, but I want you to know I don't do anything here lightly. Everything I bring to you, I bring to you for a reason. So I hope you'll take advantage of all this good stuff and go grab those tools. You might even want to share them with a friend for real. And now let's go ahead and get into what this week is all about. Your planning for each week and each day. And with that, I want to introduce or perhaps revisit a concept that I have talked about here in the past. This is probably something I'm going to come back to off and on because it is a tool and a process, a ritual that I rely on so significantly in my own work. It's the weekly Sunday setup. That's what I call it. A coach that I worked with several years ago, she used to call it her Sunday night business meeting and hers always involved a glass of wine which isn't a bad idea. (laughs) So lots of people talk about this. It's the concept of having some kind of a weekly review and planning session. It's great to do this on a Sunday afternoon or a Sunday evening before you go into the week. You might do it on Monday morning. I tend to do mine on Monday mornings. Some people, some of my people call them a Monday moment. (laughs) The reason this works, and it really is quite a ritual. It is It's something I've been doing on a regular weekly basis now for, goodness gracious, I don't know, seven or eight years, a long time. It works for a couple of reasons. One is that ritual defines our experience. We all do better with structure in our lives. And rituals help us remember what's important. They help us stay focused and reconnect with what matters most in our lives. That ritual can be something as simple as brushing your teeth every day, which helps you reconnect with your health, right? The weekly Sunday setup is my ritual for staying connected with my business. It also helps because it saves energy. And you know why? Because what you do when you sit down on Sunday night or Monday morning and you look at last week and plan this week, what you're doing is you are making decisions in advance. That alone is going to save you energy. Decisions drain our energy. So if you don't do this in advance, you find yourself at two o'clock on Tuesday going, I've got two hours free. What do I do with it? But if you do this process, if you follow this ritual, you already know what to do with that time because you've decided it in advance. So that's that's a couple of reasons why this particular ritual is especially effective. Now, my clients use it in all kinds of ways. This is the primary tool that I ask them to use to communicate with me. So all of my coaching clients do this on on the weekend and send it to me on Monday It's how I keep track with how they're doing. 
But I also, I really ask them to do that because I want them to get in the habit, to be honest. And they are. Ever since I instituted that, I didn't used to do it that way. But once I started doing it that way, sure enough, it is becoming a habit. And in various ways, they all adapt it to fit their particular needs. I've got one client who added a page to her version of this tool that she takes notes on every day about things that she's working on, things that she notices with her clients, steps that she took that day on her business. That's becoming almost like a daily business journal, which is super helpful. So when she sits down to do her Sunday setup, she looks back at that and she is really clear about where the moments of growth have been that week, where the moments of challenge have been, and what she wants to focus on going forward. So it really helps her make better use of her coaching calls. And it really helps her, uh, kind of gives her a nice record of her progress over time. That's helpful on the days that are hard. It really helps to go back and look at that. So let's take a look at what a weekly review and planning process might look like for you. All right. You don't have to use this form. I'm going to tell you how to get a copy of it, but you can do your own version of this. I'm just going to walk you through some of the things that I think it's worth thinking about, some of the questions I think it's worth answering for yourself as part of your weekly review. First of all, I ask my clients to tell me what they have accomplished, learned, manifested, or created in the past week, essentially what they feel good about, what their celebration is for the last week. In fact, when I get on a call with them, I will often say, let's start off by talking about celebrations. And they all fight me on this. No one wants to go there. In the beginning, people tend to think that they never have anything to celebrate. That's not true. And doing this process actually trains your brain to recognize the successes that you are having. And that feeds everything else. So I really want you to start off by looking at the past week and making a list of your celebrations. And I'm going to tell you when I do this, I try to think of as many as I can possibly come up with. And the list is always long, not just business, it can be personal as well. I usually try to mix it up a little bit, but I almost treat it like a game. How many things can I come up with that I feel good about from last week? That's where I want you to start. The second thing I want you to do is to think about why those things matter and what you learned from that. So what new awareness, new ahas, new ideas, new insights have you gained over the past week? For example, you may find that you realize that you've got, you're getting a little triggered by some of the things that are happening with certain clients, or you may realize that you have a real pattern of avoiding talking to clients about certain things like their accounts. You may find that uh, there's a certain thing about where you are being asked to expand, what are your big goals that you're working on, that now it's time to work on it, you keep putting it off because there's something about it that is stirring up some fear. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Just capturing that awareness, that aha is important. So what are your celebrations? And what did you learn last week? What did you notice? What kind of insights did you have? I want you to start with that. Then I want you to think about what have you not gotten done? Like, were there specific things you had on your list last week and maybe the week before that 
that you still haven't finished? What's left over? What are the loose ends? What are the the open loops that are taking up space in your mind? What's draining your energy? What's hanging over your shoulder saying, I'm still here, better pay attention to me. I'll tell you for myself, I tend to have two or three things that will sit in this spot for a long time. And my accountability partner will sometimes say, that's been on your list for a while. What's that about? Why aren't you getting to that? Which is very helpful. And that's something you can do with this as well. And then I want you to just sort of ask yourself like, or maybe maybe not ask yourself, but look at that list and think about what could you do about that? Are there some changes you need to make? Are there things there that maybe don't need to be there anymore? Maybe there are things that you thought you needed to take care of that you've changed your mind now. Take this into account. Remember, we've talked last week about your quarterly planning. And the week before that, we talked about your annual. You're always looking at all of that and how it all fits together. So if you have a lot of unfinished business that you're just not getting to, I would look at that and say, is that fitting with my my goals for this quarter, is that fitting for my annual, the targets I'm aiming for this year? Maybe you should take some of that stuff off. I don't know. But it's worth it to sort of evaluate that as you as you think through this process. So that's the review process. That's looking back at last week. What do I feel good about? What did I learn from that? What am I not feeling so good about? And is that okay? And what do I need to do about it? That's That's where we were last week. Then... And I don't want you to spend more, y'all, than, I don't know, five, seven minutes on that. Okay. Then zooming forward into next week, again, keeping in mind your monthly goal, your quarterly goals, your annual goals. What are your top three priorities this week? What are three things for the week you plan to get done? You have every intent on getting done. Just three things. You might not know how you're going to do them. You might not even know yet when you're going to do them. But you know, one way or another, by the end of this week, I want to get these three things done. That's how, when you find yourself at two o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon with two hours unexpected free time because you had a client cancel, you know exactly what to do because you've already decided in advance what your goals are, what your priorities are for the week. So you know what to work on. So now you've got your three targets for the week. Then I'd like you to choose, this is one of my favorite ways to do a lot of things, is to choose a word for the week, one word for how you want to show up in the world, who you want to be. Many of you have probably heard of the concept of the word of the year, and we should definitely talk about that. I should do an episode on that for sure. But this is kind of the word of the week, same idea. There's something about having one word that sort of I find serves as a focus for the week. So I write, once I come up with what my word is, I write on a sticky note and I put it on my on my monitor in front of me. And it helps me remember all week long, this is what I'm about this week. This is what I'm about. For an example, this week, my word of the week this week was learn because I am working with a new coach and I am digging into some material that's new for me and a little challenging in some some kind of different ways. So I don't want to beat myself up about that. I want to be patient and compassionate with myself about that. So my word of the week is learn to remind myself that that's what I'm doing and it's all well, it's all good. Then I want you to go back and look at those three things that you you came up with as your focus for the week. 
If you only get one of those done, which one matters the most? Which one's going to feel like a home run? Which one is going to make all the difference more than anything else if you get that done this week? Which one's the most important? Determine that. That way, if you only have time to work on one of them, you know which one to focus on. And then finally, my last thing that I like to do is what's one act of self-care that you're going to do? What's one thing you're going to do this week just for you? Oh, I always want you to put that on there because I don't know about you, but in my experience, when you run your own business, it's really easy to run yourself into the ground and you have to take space. You have to take a break. You have to have a life, y'all. And putting something about self-care in your weekly review and planning process will remind you to include that in the week. All right. So I always do that as well. You kind of got where I went with that. Your celebrations, your insights, your kind of evaluation, what you want to do with whatever you didn't get done, what didn't feel right. And then pulling all that together, moving forward. All right. So this week, what are the three things you're going to focus on? I call that your big three. What are your big three things? Of those, what's the one that's most important that if you don't get anything else done, but that one, what is that? And then finally, choose one word of the week to guide you and one act of self-care. You can have more. I just want to make sure you have at least one. That's the weekly setup, what I call the Sunday setup. That's my, my particular thing. Now, I can tell you really quick, if you want to get a copy of my version of that document, I actually talked about this a few episodes ago. If you go back to episode 25, episode 25, we talked about how to deal with overwhelm. And this was one of the tools that I mentioned in that ep- that episode. And the there's a link there in the show notes where you can download it yourself. So rather than put it here again, I'm just going to send you back to episode 25, where you can get a copy of my version of the weekly Sunday setup. But you can also create your own. You can also do this in a journal. I have a friend that does this in her bullet journal. Uh, Lots of people do it different ways, but you see the concept here. The main thing is take the time to review and plan on Sunday night or Monday morning so that you make decisions in advance about what matters most and come up with your big three activities for the week. That's really what I want you to do. And then let's talk about what to do each day. After I do my weekly Sunday setup, and I told you I do this religiously, I will take the big three and I add that to my tasks list. Everyone does this in a different way. Whatever your particular favorite method is of keeping up with a to-do list, those big three need to be at the top of your to-do list. I've used lots of different tools over time. Currently, (laughs) I should say the tool of the moment because I'm a quick start, y'all, and I like to try new things all the time. At the moment, I'm really into Google Tasks. I've used Trello and Evernote and AnyTask and uh, Remember the Milk and Todoist. I've tried all kinds of them. To be honest, Google Tasks is super simple, plain Jane, not a lot of bells and whistles, which means I don't get distracted playing with all the tools. I'm a nine with a one wing. Remember that on the Enneagram? So I can can go off on a tangent pretty quickly into things like that. So Google Task is what I'm using. So when I do my weekly Sunday setup, the first thing I do is add my big three 
to my task list, my ongoing task list. It's at the top of my list. I know that that's my focus for the week. And if I'm smart and I'm on top of things, I will set up time in my calendar and I use Google Calendar. I will set up time in my calendar to work on those things. So for example, if one of my tasks for the week is to work on the outline for a training I want to do for my clients, I will go ahead and mark off an hour or two in my calendar of when I'm going to actually do that. I didn't just say I was going to do it. I've actually planned it. Full disclosure here, I don't always do that. It kind of depends on how the week is going, but I should. (laughs) And definitely the week goes better when I do. But even if I don't actually put it on the calendar, it's at the top of my task list. So every day is what I'm looking at. Then at night, before I turn out my light for the night, I open my task list on my phone and I look at it for the next day. I, If I need to check some things off, I will. If I need to move things off the list because they are not current, they're not really something I need to be paying attention to right now, I will. Whatever's left, left I will rearrange in order of priority so I know exactly what I'm going to work on first, second, third. And I always keep those big three things, like I said, at the top. So the next morning, when I get to my desk, I open my task list, either on my computer or on my phone, and I open my calendar and I get to work. And I know exactly what to do because I took the time to make those decisions in advance. I reviewed it the night before. I set it up at the beginning of the week, which fits with what I'm doing for the month, which is a total Uh, in total alignment with my goal for the quarter, which is part of my big goals for the year. Make sense? Yeah. This isn't rocket science. And I want to tell you, keep this simple. And when you find that you get off track, because you will, you'll have a week when the kids have a lot going on, or you're traveling, or it's a holiday weekend, or you don't feel well that week, and you're not as on top of things. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Start again the next week. It's fine to have an off week. You don't want to have an off quarter. So use these tools, these processes, these rituals, and they will help you get back on track even when you fall off. I'm telling you because, like I say, I've been doing this for a long time. So we are wrapping up this little series quick and easy today. I hope you like that. And uh, let me know what you think about it, all right? If you have any questions, if there's anything I can do to help you, you know how to find me. And as always, I cannot wait to see you here again next week. Have an awesome week, everyone, and I will see you next time. Bye now. Bye now.